Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady Way, one of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six and seven figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm going to talk about with you today. Welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady Way. Something I've pondered frequently this last little while is why do we allow ourselves to buy into other people's opinion? Other people's opinion of you, your job, your career, uh, your house, where you, where, you, where you live, the sports you play, anything. Why do we allow that to creep into our minds? And I've always been one to not worry about other people's opinions. I mean, I grew up eight sisters, two brothers. You know, my parents made sure I had food on the table, had a place to live, but they didn't have any money for the extra stuff. And my parents just said, if you want it, you got to go get it. And one of the things that I've done at a, at a very young age is I have done my laundry since I was probably eight. And this is what happened. I went and told my mom and said, mom, I don't have any clean clothes. And she says, if you want it, do it yourself. And that resonated with me. And so she, I said, well, will you show me how to do it? So she showed me how to separate the whites and the darks and showed me how to fold them. So I had to make a commitment that if I wanted clean clothes, because if I went to school with clothes that were wrinkled or clothes that were dirty, I got made fun of. Let's just face it. I did. I got made fun of a lot. And so, you know, bless those kids that made fun of me because it made me who I am today. But I got made fun of with the wrinkly clothes, the clothes that were torn, too baggy, you know, pants that were three, three sizes too big. But, you know, and, you know, those, those words hurt. I mean, let's, let's not be, let's not call it what it is. They hurt, but it drove me to want to do better. And at, at some point I, I became immune to the words. I became immune to what they said or did. And I just basically said to me myself that I don't care what they say. I'm going to be me. And guess what? It drove me to be better, a better human. It's unfortunate, right? I don't think it's kind of like a refiner's fire. You know, you look at metal and steel. It has to go through a refiner fighter. And I got beat up. I got bumps and bruises. And, you know, I it hurt, right? I didn't have a lot of friends. But the friends that I did have, they were really close. And I just knew that with all the teasing and the harassing that I didn't want to be like that. So a simple thing from, you know, me doing my own laundry. The other thing was, is if you want it, go earn it. And I remember days of going and mowing lawns to earn money for a rifle so I could go hunting or earning money so I could go with my buddies to their arcade. Whatever it was, it was always my mom just said, hey, she didn't have the money, but she always says, here's a way. You hear the saying, teach a man to fish, he'll feed for a lifetime. You give a man a fish, a fish he's going to eat for a meal, right? So as my mom said, well, if you want it, go earn it. And then she helped me creatively think of ways that I could make the money. And I went out and made the money. And from there, I had a desire like, okay, well, money bought me freedom. Money bought me things that my friends didn't have. Money bought me a car so I could give, have more freedom than my buddies couldn't have, right? So as I 
earned those things, I appreciated them more and more. And my wife says, you sure are attached to your cars. And I, I thought about that for a while. I'm like, why is that? You know, I believe I was attached to that car because it was the first thing, the big thing, the first big thing that I was able to purchase by myself. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I bought a, I bought a gun, I bought a TV, I bought, you know, uh, the Nintendos and all the, all of the games that went with it, but it was the car that bought me my freedom. And I look at the youth today, it seems to me that a lot of them don't even want to drive, but man, I couldn't wait to get in the car and go up the Canyon. I couldn't wait to go fishing. I couldn't wait because before then it was bicycles and I had that car. It was freedom. It was my oasis away from everything. But all of those things that I earned, I earned by working hard. Those were life lessons that my mom taught me and my dad that if you want it, go earn it. And as I continued through life, I got opinions on whether should I go to college? Should I not go to college? What college should I go to? Should I play sports? The other thing that I realized is that school, I did not like. I did not like school. People love school. Some people do. I didn't like it because when I got a taste of money, I went out there and I'm like, well, if this is the freedom I have, the things to go and do, I could go snowboarding. I could, things that I dreamed of doing, I was able to do when I made that money. So as I went out and chased those things and made the money, I was able to fill that, it was the happiness of earning and thriving. But the other people's opinion was like, well, you shouldn't spend money on a car. Well, well, why is that? Well, they couldn't give me a reason. They just didn't think a kid my age should have that type of car. I and you know, I traded cars. My first car I ended up rolling over in an accident. From that, I ended up buying a truck, and I think I drove the wheels off it. Um, that I know that, that when I took it in to trade it in, and I didn't have to worry about my mom and dad co-signing on the loan. The guy's like, man, the brakes are shot, the rotors are shot. He's like, man, you're really hot rodding this truck. And I'm like, yeah, I did. So then I bought another one, you know, and I had had four cars, five cars before I was 18 and I loved them. I mean, I drove those things everywhere, but there was my freedom and other the opinions were I shouldn't have those things, right? My friends didn't have those things, but I did. And from there I was able to work a job and then I, would, I was continued to do things. And I'd be like, well, you need to go to college. You need to go to college or, or earn a trade or you need to go in the military. Well, I went and did a, a, a service mission, which was great. I learned a lot about people. I learned about how grateful I was where I was born. I was grateful to realize that people had it worse than I did. I, 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 was so, I learned so much. I learned to be a better person. I learned to be a better husband, a better father, a better human being, a better roommate. I learned how to budget. I learned how to sacrifice. I learned how to serve. You know, I believe everybody should join the military or do a service mission, a humanitarian mission. They will learn so much and they will appreciate what they have. You know, I had a lot of hardships growing up. And I think today's day and age, there isn't a lot of hardship. I mean, they haven't been through the ups and downs, but I went through ups and downs where I had to worry about where my food came from or where I was going to sleep or where I was going to put $5 of gas in my car. Funny story on that. The one time I almost got arrested and my dad laughs until this day. Um, I went to my dad and said, Hey dad, I don't get paid until Friday. Can you loan me 10 bucks? And I'm like, he's like, sure. I'll loan you. He's like, yeah, that's fine. 
So I go to the gas station. I pump $10 of gas in my gas tank. I give my buddy what my dad handed me, which I didn't, I didn't look at it. I just took it. I'm like, it's a five. So I assumed it was $10. He took it into the gas station, put it on the counter and came out and said, let's go. Well, as I pull out of the gas station and funny thing was, is there was a sheriff deputy in the gas station at the time as I was leaving and I'm pulling out of the gas station. I see some people run out, like waving their hands and screaming. I'm like, oh, that's kind of odd. What are those guys doing? Next thing you know, I get driving down the street and I'm almost to my house, almost to my house. And I'm like, man, that cop is coming fast. And I'm like, oh no, he's pulling me over. He pulls me over. And of course I had power windows on my, I think I was driving a uh, Toyota 400 at the time. So I turn off the key, put my hands on the steering wheel. All of a sudden the cops are there you know, at gunpoint, pulling us out of the car saying, step out of the, or put your hands out of the vehicle turn off the car. So I turn off the car, put my hands out the window, but the window, I could put my hands out the window because there were automatic windows. I'll turn the car off. It wouldn't go down. So I'm literally sticking my fingers through like two inches of the glass that was down through the window. As the cop comes up to pull me out of the car, pulls me to the back of the, the forerunner, puts my hands behind my back, puts me in handcuffs. And, uh, he says, what were you doing? I'm like, what, what do you mean? What are you doing? He's like, did you just buy gas down there? I'm like, yeah, I just bought gas down there. And he's like, well, how much money did you put in? I said, $10. He's like, well, how much did you pay for it? I'm like, I don't know. I gave my buddy the money. It's supposed to be 10 bucks. And then, then my buddy's sitting in the car doing the same thing. He's got his hands on the dash and he's freaking out at this point shaking. I'm shaking. I'm in handcuffs in the back. In the meantime, there was probably nine different cops, a cop with a canine, all of these different cop cars behind me. And he's like, well, you put $10 of gas in, right? I'm like, yes. And my buddy's like, well, how much did you pay for? He's like, $5. I'm like, $5? He's like, I asked my dad for 10. So here my buddy and I are debating how much gas was in their car. And I got my hands behind my back in handcuffs. And the cop says, well, do you have the money to pay for the other $5 in gas? And I'm like, yeah, I got the money. I didn't have the money because I asked my dad, my dad for the money. So he's like, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to drive back to the gas station. You're going to pay him for the other $5 of gas. And of course, I'm embarrassed at this point. The cops following us all the way back to the gas station. We pull into the gas station. The clerk's looking at me like, dude, are you guys crazy? And then there's all these people that watch this go down, like everybody at the gas station, people pumping gas. I was so stinking embarrassed. But as we're driving back to the gas station, I'm like, I'm asking my buddy, you got any money? He's like, no. Do you got any money? No. We literally were in the ashtray of my, my car under the seat and we came up with $5 and change. We went in there and paid with $5 and change. The cop let us off. We didn't get arrested. And the, the worst and best thing is I was like, man, that could have went a completely different way. And my, I go back and tell my dad and my dad still laughs to this day about, well, I only gave you five bucks. I'm like, I know you should have given me 10. He's like, well, you asked me for 10. I thought I'd give you five. So funny story. The only time I almost got arrested, but I tell you what, to this day, I'll never forget it. But I'm telling you, do not believe everything you think. Number one, don't believe it. The second thing is, do not uh, believe the things you think and the things that people tell you. The, don't, I don't care about other people's opinion. When I started this industry, people said, you're not going to make it. That's a scam. It's a sham. Uh, it's an MLM. Whatever they said, I didn't believe it. I was like, that gave me more desire and more passion to go out and prove everybody wrong. It's out there, guys. Usually when people are giving other people their opinion, they're not successful themselves and they're happy to give it, but they're not willing to do what it takes to do what you do to be successful. 
The only difference between you and me or anyone else is that you can outwork the next person. Are you willing to outwork the next person? Are you willing to keep dreaming? Are you willing to get up? Are you willing to get out of bed? Or you just want to sit back and, and say, I'm good with status quo? Are you willing to let those noises in your head and the outside influences distract you from what you want in life? Do you want to find joy? Do you want to find happiness? I love my childhood. And you know, sometimes I didn't appreciate it at the time when I grew up, but it made me who I was. It made me stronger in life, the environment I grew up in. And I just want everyone to understand that you can do better. You can be better. And it's out there for the taking. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Type Radio Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. And let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks. You can find the Ty Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. And the theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.